What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Tuesday Track Talk podcast, episode number four, uh, featuring your Three Stones pit crew. I'm your gas man, Cameron. I'm your jack man, Kellen. And I'm your tire changer, Cam. Yeah, so episode number four, um, another loaded episode uh, this week. So uh, we're going to talk some NASCAR Cup Series as we typically do. Uh, We had a cut race at the uh, Roval, and then we're going to get into some local racing in the state of Wisconsin and the ASA Midwest Tour, um, Oktoberfest 200. So uh, that's going to be kind of the plan, and then... Lastly, we're going to try something a little bit new. Uh, We got the High Limit uh, Sprint Car Series wrapping up uh, the season tonight, and that race is rolling right now. We got heat races, so uh, we're going to watch along kind of the A-Main, and as us three stones uh, watch, we'll just kind of chat about, you know, what we got going on. Obviously, the big headlines there is Rico and Larson racing for the championship tonight, so uh, that's what we got on the docket. Uh, full disclosure, we're probably going to get a little bit sidetracked as those heat races are rolling. So we might throw in a couple blurps as cars are on their domes and stuff like yeah. that. So <laughs> bear with us. Uh, we're trying something new tonight and uh, getting expanding our horizon. So, uh, yeah, uh, pit stop came in. I uh, got the got the car full of gas, uh, two cans, and uh, we're, we're ready to roll for this episode. So uh, how you boys doing? Yeah, we we're good, man. We're just uh, uh, what I, I honestly I just I enjoyed the getting back to the Midwest tour around here. That was a blast this weekend. I, I couldn't be there, but um, that was fun to watch. And then just keeping an eye on um the HTF Super Dirt Series wrapping up their season championship. You got night one down at Swainsboro, you got night one joiner going in, leading the, leading the points struggles night two and end up not winning the championship. So, um, that, it was interesting to follow because it was just so close. So, um, that was kind of cool to follow. And then, um, obviously the Midwest tour around here. So that's pretty awesome to have that close to home, big race feel around here, especially like when we kind of talked about last week with that strength of field, um, your super late model uh, rankings guy telling us that's a top 10, uh, top 10% yeah. field in the country. So that's uh, pretty cool to have around here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we, we could talk racing for hours with the stuff, <laughs> weekend, but uh, we'll, we'll try to keep it, uh, keep it under two hours this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was a great weekend weather turned nice and cool. I'm always a big fan of the cooler weather and, it turned off for some great race at Oktoberfest. I was able to get there, so we'll cover that in a little bit. But, um, no, I mean, just a great, another great re- weekend of racing. Um, Packers played about as expected as I would as we would have expected out of that, so we'll just leave it at that. Um, Cam, I know you got to actually go to the Badger game this past weekend. How was that? Good. Before I get into that, you know, I love how we always, you know, talk about our uh, – little production so-called production meeting and it's like these little intro bits it's supposed to be you know let's talk a little bit non-racing related things like what's going on in our personal yeah. lives never happens <laughs> it yep. it always steers right back into it <laughs> <laughs> we fire the intro to talk you know just some other stuff and it's what's new in your world racing so yep. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, hey, no. Um, we can, yeah, go ahead. Another Badger game real quick. Yeah, quick hitter on the Badger game. Um, yeah, obviously I uh, got to go down with uh, Carol and my girlfriend and mom and dad took them to their first Badger game. Kind of was last some last-minute planning, so got to go. Um, had some good seats. Got them from a coworker, and he's like, uh, yeah, you're going to be in the old people section, and <laughs> we were. So he's like, don't get too rowdy, but. No, it was a fun game, uh, fun experiences, homecoming, so kind of a lot going on. But, uh, no, it was fun to go. Obviously, they won, so that's makes the experience a little bit better. But, yeah, it was fun. Um, uh, Camp Camp Randall's always a place, if you can get there for a game, especially now with the new program and the turn, changing oh, yeah. of the guard and all the other stuff, if you can get to Camp Randall, Camp Randall is just a feel like none other. Um, I've, I've been to two Badger games myself. Um that place has just got to feel like none other, you know, it's just, it's an awesome place. You're right on top of the field. It's loud. Um, it's an awesome place. If you can go to game. Yeah. You know, you talk about, you know, tailgates too, when you talk about Packer games and how friendly they are and, you know, some of the activities that go on. I mean, you get the college kids of Madison, Wisconsin, go get involved in tailgates. Yikes. You've got some, <laughs> some festivities going on. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Well, and it was interesting. So his mom and dad are Cal, our mom and dad's first first time at a Badger game. So yeah, we got there. It's eleven o'clock game, so it's like, you know, whatever homecoming. And we're looking at the student section, and you start the game, and it's bare, like whatever. You know, they got the whole corner of that stadium blocked yeah. off for the student section. And just as the game goes along, you just see that student section just building, building, and of course, everybody's there for jump around. So by about the end of the third quarter, I'd say halftime, it's pretty much full. And third quarter, it's jump around and it's full. And then literally about midway through the fourth quarter, back down to bare bones. So, uh, yeah, we got to work. <laughs> yeah, homecoming. So, uh, yeah, we got to work, gotta work on the dedication. Yeah, work on the dedication there um, and commitment to the game, but. Oh, no, it's that's a good experience, cool. and um, yeah, I was happy I was able to do that, and yeah, it was fun. So, anything else going on in your guys' world? No, no, ready, ready to talk some racing. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so obviously, I said, uh, quick pit stop. I got the car full of gas, so uh, the boys are ready to go. So, we had an elimination race. Um, Sunday, Charlotte Roval, um, and kind of an, I don't want to say unexpected winner, but um, obviously A.J. Omendinger gets the job done, and I think that was huge for colleague, and we know A.J. Omendinger's a road course monster, so it was good to see him and colleague get it done, and honestly, he's known for his, his road course racing, but um, – I guess I didn't put him in my fantasy lineup, so it wasn't somebody that I was that I had picked to to potentially win it. But um yeah, I guess I'll kick it around to you guys. Um what were your thoughts on the Roval? Um headlines, obviously we eliminated four guys, but uh what were your guys' thoughts on the Roval just initially? And we'll get into a few topics after that. But first initial thoughts on the Roval race and the cut race. Uh what were you boys thinking? Um, 
I, I think the first thing was that I think a lot of there was a lot of discussion about having the stage breaks back after yep. the stages and how that was going to affect the race. I think it added a little bit of definitely the strategy, but also it, it helped with the uh, not the attention span, but it, it kept you kind of on the edge. And especially with the restarts, how how those are going to play out and if there was going to be an effect with that. Otherwise, I think it was just a. There wasn't a lot, you know, there wasn't any controversy out of it. There wasn't, I think the race itself, other, you know, outside of the playoffs, there wasn't a whole lot of big storylines out of it. I mean, again, you talk about Dinger getting the win out of it. First non-playoff driver to get a win in this playoffs this year. Um, Yeah, it just, it was, it was a race that happened. Not a whole lot of controversy out of it, but it ended up being a good race down at the end with Dinger and Byron kind of going at it. Yeah, I honestly I I'm really glad that NASCAR put those brakes back in there. I think it just in some of these road courses, if if you don't have a caution where you tear some stuff up, you just don't have the opportunity to regroup the field. And in yeah. in kudos, out. yeah, and kudos to the teams that are fast. Like, there's no doubt about it. The teams that are fast, they'll they'll find their way to the front, but. Again, when you refer to the strategy, I think that helps a ton in terms of well, you maybe have a car that fires off for three or four or five laps or or short run speed that can can make a run at it and gain some positions that adds to it where somebody on a longer run is going to have to do a little work later in the run. So I, I hats off to NASCAR for doing that. That was that was good. I, I really enjoyed that. But um I think when you look at at the finish of that race, um Man, you got Dinger up there winning it. You got William Byron. Is is Byron starting to get to be a road course guy? I think he's just starting to get to be an all around guy that weekend oh, week out. He's you got to keep him in mind. <laughs> well, I did four to five <laughs> four to five times already. So Yikes. I got my I got my eighty point lead, and I'm looking at going. Well, I can't run him anymore. I'm going to be in trouble here. So. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I, man, it was a good race. Um, you had a couple incidents, especially in that chicane right before the start finish. Yep. Who, who sailed it through there? Was that Chastain that had somebody inside of him and he had, he literally on purpose missed that second turn in the chicane because somebody was coming behind him and was going to take him out. He pulled through there and stopped. I know Keselowski uh, did at one point in time. He ended up running through it. It was yep, it was Brad K. That's who it was. So even then, there like the heads up to the spotter and, and Chastain to get that through there that it was going to be a Jimmy Johnson Martin Truex 2.0 sends yep. it off there, <laughs> gets them with the door. Um, but the heads up on the spotter and both the driver to just say, you know what? Instead of tearing this thing up, blow through there, come to a stop, back at her. Um, so, um, I mean, you got Denny Hamlin who gets turned around in there, that same exact spot. Um, that kind of came to be the culprit of, of the race there for guys that were going to tear stuff up. So, um, yeah, no, man, that, that I thought it turned out to be, I give that race like an 8.6 out of 10. So good, good show. I think you, I think we, you know, for what the Roval could be. Um, like you, you know, our tire changer kind of mentioned it. Um, 
good clean racing, not a ton of storylines, and you go to a roval on an, on an elimination race, we could have come out of there with a lot of storylines. You know, the ability to the boys could get a little bit rowdy at a mm-hmm. roval uh, on an elimination race, but for the majority of the race, I mean, there's a few incidentals. Not there wasn't. It didn't look like anything was super intentional for the most part, just good, hard, clean racing. Yeah. And um, obviously that's what we live for, but you know, um, good to see Dinger get a win and for colleague, but to your point on Byron, I think that's just somebody who the team, the driver, that is, they're dialed clicking hundred percent. And Byron is just a guy that, Knows when he needs to go, knows when he needs to ride, knows what he wants in his car, and his team gives him exactly that. And it's, I mean, the future NASCAR with him, it could be miserable for a lot of other guys the way that team is firing. <laughs> the way that team is firing. So, um, for sure, it's scary. But, yeah, it is. And I, how old is Willie? 24. 24, 25. Um, that could be me. Just and he just doesn't get rattled. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like he gets rattled at all in the big moments, riding up front, you know, big moments like he's just an even keel. 25. Oh, unreal. Um he's a he's a grizzled vet. Seems like a grizzled vet. Yeah, yeah, he is absolutely. And Here, so, I want. I saw something today. I, I got to talk about this because this was just so interesting to me. So we talk about, you know, Denny kind of having that in between, and we talk about the Hendrick guys kind of having a good head on their shoulders and doing all this stuff. So they talked to Jeff Gordon a little little bit about the conversation with Denny and, and having all this stuff. But long and short of it, what Jeff Gordon said on SiriusXM is that he doesn't want his guys to be in the middle of the controversy like Hamlin is. Sure. Okay. So Byron right there, right? Level-headed. He's got his head on his shoulders. He's not going to do anything rash by any means. But then Denny comes back and said, um, I'll never run my team saying things like that. So is that paying dividends now for Hendrick? knowing how he's got those guys set up the way he does. Man, that was – it just was – they were just so conflicting because, you know, of yeah. course, um, Denny's got his uh, – was it Actions Detrimental, I think Actions they call it? Actions Detrimental, yep. Uh, and and he responded to that statement at Gordon. But when you, when you talk about moments like that, I think Hendrick, especially when you look at who they have in their, in their program, when you talk about a Jeff Gordon, you talk about Chad Knauss, right? Like – I think those are those moments that they can grow those guys faster than he's 25 years old, but he's got the experience of somebody that's probably in his mid thirties because they just coach those guys so well. Yeah. It's, you know, as far as like the not being involved in the controversy side of things, I mean, you see Hendrick over the years, it's, you know, they're clean cut, well-spoken, like they're, you know, I hate to throw the phase around phrase around, but they're, they're corporate drivers type of thing whereas you get you know a hamlin or you know some other guys they're a little bit more 
outlandish and free spoken and kind of voice what's on their mind type of thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think Hamlet definitely stirs the pot on a lot of discussions and, and deservingly so, but you know, you got to have the wide variety of guys too. And that's, but that what's, that's what makes it so great is you get them two guys that go against each other. It's all right. See, see if the, the wily guy can rattle the cage of the corporate or the, the well-cut guy. See if you can get them riled up a little bit. And kind of to that point, I think that's two. I think that's one interesting point that I want to make on that is the Hendrick drivers, they never make the headlines by what they say. They're never given a Denny interview where they're saying some, you know, stuff like that. I mean, they're always, you know, respectful. But the flip side of that is we have had. I don't, I guess I don't want to call him out, but like, I, I'm going to, but like Chase Elliott, that's somebody who's, he, he's, hasn't ever done anything like said anything like, you know, irrational or coming at people with a microphone in front of him. But that's somebody who, when he got behind the, when he's in the car and he's buckled in, he's made some, you know, some questionable decisions. Yeah. He got suspended. So um, definitely an interesting dynamic. Like you said, Hendrick drivers, they never make the headlines with what they say, um, but their driving does the talking for the good or for the bad. Yeah, absolutely. Leave it on the track. So yeah, um, interesting race, but we eliminated four more drivers. Yeah. And I'm just recapping what we mentioned last week. I think everything, it was a clean sweep. Our expectations of Reddick running well, bumping, I believe it was Brad K out. Um, Bubba. Bubba. Yep. Um, Kyle Bush and Chastain. So I guess from that aspect of it, I don't think there was really, really any surprises. Um on the elimination side of it, what we expected. But the one point that I was going to bring up is Kyle Busch, um, somebody who gave it everything he had. And he he banged the wall a few times. I thought he was going to be done. Yeah. And he gave that thing everything he had, and he left it all on the track in a clean fashion. But the interesting point, I, you know, in the interview, like I thought post-race, like he was going to be – Kyle Busch fashion, snippy, kind of upset, and he wasn't. And he just said it was bittersweet. Um, the crew did a great job, gave him a car. They were there at the end, had a chance, and he just basically said, I cannot have a Talladega and a Texas performance in the playoffs and expect to have a chance. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, that was um, – our Jack man, one of his final four picks, but um, yeah, I, I guess, I guess any surprises there on, on, on the cut, um, what you guys saw, obviously Bubba got, he spun out. So when that kind of happened, it was like. You kind of knew he was in for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He serious uphill battle for him. So that was kind of the writing on the wall, but um, I guess any, any surprises or thoughts on the guys that we eliminated there. No, oh, I don't. 
Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, if there was if if there was going to be any swapping, I think it was going to be between Reddick and Bubba, just because Reddick was going into a road course. Bubba, he's okay, but maybe not the best. Needed a little bit of help. Didn't get it, and Reddick took advantage of it. So, no, I'm not surprised by any means. That's, I think, it, 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 you brought up the point of Bush made a comment of, you know, can't have a Talladega, you can't, you know, you can't have any of those mistakes. You know, Chastain said the same thing. He's like, well, Dega happened. It's it, it, we had a bad race there, and it cost us. So, um. <sighs> It, it, it gets more difficult. You just you can't have a bad race, or otherwise you're going to have a severe uphill climb. And I think to your point, and, and I'm going to go exactly on the point you just talked about. Well, first, my first point is going to be Talladega. That's why Talladega's in the playoffs. Yep. This is exactly it. It you look at, it and everybody's kind of they're after Martin Truex a little bit because. He he's the first driver in the round of 12 to finish worse than 17th in all three races. And he still made it through. So like there's a debate on that, but in the same sense, like that's what winning the season title does for your playoffs. Yes. You carry those points along. Like now you look at it again, he's above the cut line going into the next, the first race of the next round. Like that's the regular that's, season matters. Absolutely. It's regular amazing. season matters. Absolutely, but the only thing, the only other thing I think when you look at the guys who are eliminated, Brad K, I, I figured he'd be a little better off than what he was. That was, he had been the guy, and I think that spin and that chicane coming in the start finish line there kind of killed it for him. But he was one I just expected to run better, being a veteran, a, a, a older veteran, um, that I figured he'd run a little better to get himself in. So, well, I don't and, know. And, it was you were you you could flip a coin at that point and pick the, the last guy in and the last guy out. So you can make an argument for each one of them. Yeah, 100%. You can make an argument for each one of them. And again, yeah. Brett Brad Keselowski, that's that wreck at Dega. That's that was the Yo. one that that put the nail in the coffin, or at least Yo. it started the grave. It's just that he was running good. He was in a good position. If he had finished, he'd have been a lot better position. Probably could have made it in at points, but that wreck at Dega heard him and again you can't have a bad race that was that was it wasn't quite the coffin but it was it dug the hole to put the coffin yep. in. It. yep yep 100 and i think tying a bow on that conversation hopefully everybody took note on what martin trucks has done to your point on the importance of winning the oh, regular season oh, title because people. is that not yes. is that <laughs> not what we're looking for next year well, these drivers are going to be like how did this happen? Yeah. And then it's going to be like, well, he won the regular season title. And then well, next year, it's going to be like, when we get in the regular season, boys ain't giving an inch. Look but at the, the first year of this, the year that he won his championship with the stages. Look at how many stage points he racked up and the advantage oh. that he had throughout those playoffs. He he probably spent that entire uh, playoff season focusing on that Phoenix car. Or, sorry, Homestead car. Yep. That... Yep survive finish the races let's worry about homestead oh so yeah. man i don't know it, i really don't think when you look at the start line of the cut like especially the guys who are on the cut line some of them had issues and that played into 
that. Now, there's obviously more to it, Talladega, but I do think it kept it interesting the whole race. Yep. Kept you drawn. Again, and maybe not so much the storyline of the race itself, but it kept you draw drew in to that box on the side, that cut line. Yep. Guy is here. He's two above. Now he's two below. Now Bush is 30 behind. Now he's two below. Like, it, it just, you couldn't look away from that that tracker for the cut line. Nope. And I think uh, getting into kind of a the twofold conversation of, you know, you can't have a Daga and looking at that cut line, um, looking ahead at the next three tracks, and we're going to kind of tie this into another topic that is already a hot commodity is the 2024 schedule that was just released. And there's already been some big names that are outspoken on it and disagree with it. But um, I guess kind of first looking at the next three races that we got, we got in the playoffs here, we got Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville. So Martinsville, baby, I'm here for Martinsville. (laughs) Those are the next three races we got coming up in the round of eight. Currently below the cut line is Busher in five, who's minus three, Bell minus eight, Reddick minus eight, and Blaney minus 10. So I guess as we look ahead at the round of eight and Busher, Bell, Reddick, Blaney, that's who we're looking at below the cut line. I guess kind of quick hit here, you know, those three races, is there anybody that, um, you guys see that could sneak in to the top four and tire changer. Don't say Blaney out of bias. No, it isn't. But you know, fortunately there, you know, a guy, Reddick, I'm looking at Reddick. I think look at what he did at Kansas. He's that they're right there on the mile and a half. Vegas is going to be a good track. Homestead, that's a that's a top groove feeders track there. I mean, we all know him and Larson are the first two that go exploring that top line. I I'm keeping an eye on Reddick. I bet you he can get himself into the top four yep. before Martinsville and survive Martinsville on points to get in. He'll be close, but I think he can get in. And of course, you know the conversation is who's getting kicked out. Shrix is on that thin line. And if there's somebody that I think is going to get eliminated, I think it's going to be Truex. Stop. That's my champ. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, so, yep, kind of going on your point, when you talk about that Homestead race, especially with that being a track that's going to widen out, uh, to go to your point, I'm I'm going to say the five of Kyle Larson is going to get through. He's going to, he's going to be one of the first ones to find speed of Homestead on the top. He's going to run well there. And then I think Martinsville moderately plays into his hand uh, yeah. to a certain extent because he's done so much short track race in his life. I think he's just going to know what he needs when he gets there. So that's kind of my, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Larson's going to be a guy, somebody that's going to find his way into the final four. One more point I want to make before Cam, you make your pick. I was, I was the the why I was struggling so much was Chris Busher. I just he's got a kind of a hot hand. He knows when to be yeah, there, but I, I think he's he's gonna stop. he's gonna miss it that much. 
stop. No. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, no. And he he's not, don't even think about him for the final four. Get out of here. Um, that's oh. that's my I'm sticking with it. That's my that, story, and I'm sticking to it, damn it. So, so I was looking at that at those those four guys below the cut line, and obviously again. Iron sharpens iron, and we're down to eight, and we're getting to the best of the best. And Blaney just got a win, so restrictor plate. Um, but just got a win. You, you never know what a win does for a team. Yeah, gives them the confidence. We've talked about it on the episode. You get a win, a big time win like that, and you show up to the track confident in your team, knowing what you're looking for. Got a little pep in your step. Somebody that could, you know, that win, build some momentum for that team, and they get rolling. But I was actually going to say, and Callan, you already shot it down. Is here we go. I, I, look, I do. I want Busher. Do I want Busher? Do I want Busher in the final four? No, I don't. Then don't pick him. I'm not. I'm not picking him. I'm saying though. We're going to Vegas and Homestead and these mile and a half tracks. If there's a four that does good at them. It's somebody that scares me that could get a win and somehow find his way in the final four. I don't want to see it, but uh, it's somebody who's, he's got three wins on the year. And he's shown he can get it done at these tracks and run well. It's he's minus three. I mean, I don't know. Um, Scary thought, but you look at you kind of look at Bell and Reddick too. Those are both guys that Toyota's not lacking any speed. So you look at those two right there. Those are. You guys kind of hit on Reddick already, but Bell's another one. I mean, he's for the majority of playoffs, he's qualified well. Um, he's been able to run up front. He's somebody that could get it done. So I think it again, you can make a solid argument for all the guy the eight guys that made it in, and you can make a solid argument for each of them guys to make it into the final four. Yeah. Yeah. And again, agree. we're getting that nitty gritty, like you said. Iron sharpens iron. It's you got to be on your game. These next really four races, the next three, if you want to get in and the final one, if you want to win it all. Yeah. And I think kind of wrapping up this cup conversation um, on one of our earlier episodes, we um, all gave our final four picks and I would just like to revisit um, those final four picks solely out of the fact that I'm four for four right now. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> no, I mean, that's not the only, that's not the only, that's not the only reason that, um, get I want to sick. say, but, um, I'm trying to find out where we put those. I, it's in, uh, the content tab. Yeah. Content. So, um, here's where we stand on our championship four. 
Um, our Jackman, Kellen, he picked Byron Truex, Kyle Busch, and Kyle Larson with his Truex, with his champion being Truex. Yep. Tire Changer Cameron picked Byron, Truex, Hamlin, Logano with his champion being Byron. And the gas man, myself, I picked Byron, Truex, Hamlin, Larson, Larson being my champion. So, quick hitter, how we feeling? You guys, Kellen, you got Truex as your champ. Uh, Cam, you got Byron. I got Larson. Quick hitter. How you guys feeling? I'll trade with Van Gaal. Nope, I'm keeping Byron. <laughs> yeah. Nope, I'm feeling good. I am feeling good. And I tell you what, my fantasy shows that too, because I've got Byron for four more races. I am, I'm coming for you. I am ready to go for these final four. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Tell us, so you're obviously, feeling- obviously, I had Logano in there. I was out in the first round. I'll take that on me. But I love my championship pick. I get, oh, I'm ready. I, I, I Troy, how are you feeling? He's he's gonna get there. Truex is gonna get there. Um, it's just gonna be what he's got to do to try to win the whole deal. Um, I don't feel bad. I think he's traditionally been a Martinsville guy that's been fairly quick. So if he can go into Martinsville, Adam, if he can go into Martinsville being above the cut, I think we're, he he'll be all right. So that's that's where it's gonna be. But I don't know. I. I took Rowdy on his early success in the season, and unfortunately that took a turn for the worse for me. So still three three for four to thus point. So I don't know. I'm not feeling too bad about it, but we just we gotta get that that 19 car wicked up here to get there. How are you feeling, Cam? Yeah. Uh so obviously you guys both have had a driver eliminated. I got my championship four. I got all four above the cut line right now. So you boys would think I'm feeling good, but I'm not. (laughs) Obviously, I picked Kyle Larson as my champion, and it's been a stressful two weeks, and it ain't going to get any better. Um, We're three above the cut line, and – um. Yeah, I'm not feeling good about my champ pick. He is obviously he's a certified wheelman. Love him. He can get the job done, absolutely. But a Vegas and a Homestead, he's a, a Texas race away from being eliminated. He gets to the front when he was running down Bubba, and he obviously wants to get the lead and run the lead, and he runs it in there too far and doesn't mm-hmm. touch Bubba, but gets tight and smashes up his car so these two mile and a half tracks are definitely scary um i got all four alive but my champ has not been helping the sleep at night to say the least so um definitely uh some interesting storylines as we get into the round of eight and vegas so any other final thoughts on on the Cup Series there this last weekend, or uh, guys getting eliminated? Final thoughts? I'm ready. I'm ready for this next round. Oh, this could be great. This could be great. This is awesome. Yeah, we we've got a loaded next round coming up. So, um, 
yeah, we're all fired up for the Cup Series. Obviously, we'll continue to touch on it in the next couple episodes as we're playing fantasy and we're getting down to, obviously, crowning a champion. But let's pivot a little bit. Um, not going on a NASCAR series. We're going on a local series. Track kind of down by me. Um, obviously, the ASA Midwest Tour had the Oktoberfest 200. Um what was it? Four nights of racing or three? Yeah, four nights, Thursday four nights. through Sunday, the Oktoberfest weekend, the 58th annual weekend, if I remember correctly. So, well, let's see your sweatshirt. Nope, 54th. Come on. 54th. <laughs> I know. I'm falling. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're gone. We're looking for, we'll take applicants for a place. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? Can anybody else be a tire changer? um Um, no so four nights there um obviously you must have been sleeping during the race and you don't know what what running it was and uh anyways but no um, i was trying to i wasn't there what i was trying to stay warm not freeze my cojones off (laughs) um yeah i was not there um but got to see a lot of the highlights and some interesting storylines um but uh, we'll let um, the boots on the ground, um, the tire changer, uh, give us your thoughts. Uh, some of the storylines you brought from being boots on the ground at the track. Uh, give us your thoughts and then uh, we'll kind of chime in from there. Yeah. So we'll start on Thursday um, and really we'll st- you know, start before even the races oh. get going. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm sorry, fellas, but I got to bring it up. Your boy Krause. That the 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 motor gremlins got at him. So if I if from what I heard was he had just gotten that motor back from his issues at Madison, was just rebuilt, went out for practice, wasn't great, qualifying wasn't great. From the sounds of it, it was either the belt or the pump um on the oil pump that went out. It froze or it seized the uh one of the pistons, broke the the rod in it, and it just yep motor was gone on it so they weren't able to secure another motor because of what happened with Somers, which we'll get into here in a little bit but yeah his weekend was done really before it could even start and tying that back into last last week's episode if you didn't listen we all three made picks over three (laughs) Um, and i am obviously a a kraus homer and (laughs) so anyways he shows up to i'm just gonna pick him just because i love him um, so fact, Kellen, you picked Dan Fredrickson and Who was there at the end. Damn it. Was. Thank and you, Dalton. Van Groh picked, <laughs> yeah. picked the the hammer um that he usually is and well, time. He's also there so. at the end. Thank you, Dalton Zier. <laughs> so um yeah, I, I guess that, that sucked for Kraus. Um and I texted Kellen right off the bat when I tuned into the little live look in and he's the only car running a 22nd lap. And it's like, all right, here we go again. Got issues before we even got started. So, um, and hate it for, hate it for him, it year, sucks, but go ahead. If you, look, you look at it last year, that was a really good pick. He led late. Yeah. He led that yeah, race. He, late. he won the night's race. He led laps late. He, you even watched the highlights from last year. He took him three wide to get the lead there at one point. Like the dude, the dude had a setup to be on the podium at a minimum at 
at that place. So yeah, he's just uh, had some motor gremlins hurt him the entire year. Yeah. So, uh, but no, in the futures race, Max Kaler driving the chase number 47 car, uh, the likes of Casey Johnson, Andy Monday, have raced that in the past. He ends up winning that one. Um, and then Jacob Gady takes the Knights race. Uh, that was a really, really good race. Yeah, um, well. Gady held off Majeski there at the end. Um, that's all, like, that's always been one of the, the top three races on the year. Um, no, it's a really good race in there. In that race, uh, Somers, uh, let's see, it was Somers, uh, Jeremy Leepak, uh, got in a wreck with each other, and, and uh, Colin Refner, they all got in a wreck. Gate or Somers' car destroyed his his primary car. I don't think it was his primary, but he was going to be the car he was going to run most of the weekend. Um, so he doesn't get a chance to run the trickle 99 on friday but we got an early reveal of the new car that he had so that was really cool to see um yeah. but no it took out a, an early early favorite and unfortunate hold that thought unfortunately quick, quick, quick time on breaking news we are running the dash oh boy. Can, uh, high limits rico he's got the lead in the dash larson just spun out uh oh so Let's see what's going on. Obviously, um, we'll bring up the stats here when we get into it, but Rico needs to win the race to try to win the win the championship. And he is on the pole for the dash and or started outside roll of the dash. He just took the lead, ran away with it. Here comes the replay. Oh, I just lost it. Oh, hang on. Here comes the 13. Oh, Larson just lost it. He... He lost it all by himself. Yep. Wow. You don't see that very often. Uh-oh. That shakes things up a little bit. See how he... We'll see how that car is in traffic. He's getting the push. He's, he's going to go. Saw, I think I saw that if Rico wins the race, he needs Larson to finish 7th or 8th to win the title. It was either 7th or 8th. Which I think there's eight cars in the stash, so yeah, there should be six. Either way, you're gonna think that Heat Larson's gonna gain a spot or two here, yeah. but yeah. Or... Anyways, no, sorry, that was the, that was our first um, interruption, but um, uh, yeah, we were talking summers. Um, and unfortunately for, and you hate it for the Wausau guy in Jeremy Lee Pack. I mean, the dude got collected at Madison and tore that yeah. car up hard. I, he tore a car up at Slinger. He tore that car up at Madison and then he gets it put back together to come down here, run this race. And it was, it just seemed like because Summers was outside of who was running Summers outside of Refner and Refner just, I don't know if Refner kind of lost, lost it. it was, it was a combination of Refner kind of lost it and Summers kind of pinched him hard yeah. going in. And it was just, it was just kind of, honestly, it was just kind of a racing deal. It wasn't and they like were, anybody... and they were both. And they were both fine until Leepak came in. Leepak was trying to avoid. He hit Refner, tore that front end off, and piled into Somers. Yeah, Just I mean, a, he literally a recent he, deal. He parked. He parked on Somers' windshield. <laughs> on Somers, yes. Um, and, and that, but that also, you know, I had mentioned that Kraus maybe had a backup plan. Somers was going to loan his car, or at least the motor. I think it was probably the car to Kraus to run the weekend, but. Yeah. With that car getting wrecked, those plans went dashed as well. So, yeah. um, no, again, night's race proving to start setting the the 
uh, model for the weekend early, taking out a couple of guys that ended up ending Lee Pack and Refner's weekends and and uh, and put Somers behind as well. So, um, no, moving on, moving on, big eight race. Big eight race was really good as well. They've always put on a good race uh, on the weekend. Um, also quick, crowned hey, their champion. Quick hit. Uh, yeah. Rico wins the dash. Larson's going to start P7. Rico, Cap Henry, Corey Eliason, Kerry Madsen, Kevin Thomas Jr., Tyler Courtney, Kyle Larson is your top seven. So interesting. I, did, I do got to talk about Trickle 99 because I did skip that as well. Yeah, but, my bad. Sorry, I'm interrupting too much. No, you're fine. Uh, Trickle 99, one of the great events, three 33 lap features um, run over the night with various inverts throughout the throughout throughout the uh evening um Majeski takes that one with Dalton Zier and Casey Johnson rounding out the top three in points Casey Johnson good to see him back in racing yeah awesome um, but no Majeski was was a heavy favorite going into that and he proves it why uh, real stiff trophy too yeah Jeff Storm ran the trickle 99 didn't he uh yes he did <laughs> So hold on. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch the seven-minute video of the Ty Fredrickson interviews from the rain delay. Jeff Storm, are you going to run the 200? Uh, This Jeff Storm, no. Irresponsible Jeff Storm? Yep, I really (laughs) want to. (laughs) I've watched that video like six times. Abby will go to me. Are you watching that video again? I mean, the comedy in that video. I mean, you go to Ryan Farrelly. Check box number one for the scavenger hunt gets smoked by a 14-year-old. No, we were oh, that's right. I blew up at the Dells. Check that box. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, but that's that's funny. Rain, so. rain delay shenanigans. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, again, some really good through racing throughout there. Always one of the great events, obviously honoring Dick Trickle and the legacy that he um, had throughout the, the state of Wisconsin also wrapped up the lacrosse late models, uh, championship. Jacob Gady wins that one also takes home or sorry, Skylar Holshausen, um, takes home the championship there. His first one, which actually was really surprising. That's his first championship at lacrosse. So it's, um, pretty cool throwback scheme on that. 78. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty cool looking purple and, and- Purple, yellow, white car. Yep, cool. and of course, if it's a whole thousand, it's a Ford. So, yeah. Um, no, quick recap with that one there. Saturday, uh, the Big Eight race. That was another great race there. Jacob Gady putting on putting on a great show. Um, and Zach Riddle. Though, I mean, you want to talk about Jacob oh. Gady and Zach Riddle? Some good racing and respecting each other. I mean, that's as good as it gets. Running side by side with each other for as long as they did. Especially running too wide at a place like that, where it to me it's always crazy just how that turn one when you look at it, it's just so wide going in. Yes. You got so many different lines that you can go into turn one that in in especially some of these short tracks around here, it, it's so hard to hang on on the outside where it just felt like all weekend you had guys that could run the outside and they yes, could just absolutely. be there. They'd, you're going to lose a little on the middle, but on exit, you're just going to have the speed to get there. So it was, that was awesome. I, I did have the opportunity to, I wasn't there, but I got to watch those races that it's just, you look at them and they're just door to door for lap after lap after lap, which is 
Uh, you couldn't ask for anything more in a short track race. So no, super cool no. to see that. And, and I, the ball, go ahead. I I wasn't able to watch, but I obviously know uh, lacrosse speedway. But Kellen, you alluded to it. Corner one, that big open corner, wide open. It just <laughs> it's so it looks just so inviting to try to go up top and make <laughs> something work. It's like, it's just baiting you. Oh, yeah. We're baiting somebody to go up there and not only try it, but get bit by it. But mm-hmm. um, to, to you guys' point, though, when these guys can run uh, too wide and it, the tracks, obviously, you got two lanes there. Um, obviously, you just love that um, in a little short track racing and guys keeping it clean and putting on a good show. So, um and not wrecking each other. So no, that's always, it's always good. Um, John Reynolds Jr. wraps up his championship year in the Big 8 as well with that race. Uh, third championship in his career. Um, no, again, just another great night of racing. Um, the cold definitely had a factor into it. it. It maybe hurt a little bit. It was maybe a little too cold, but it, it ended up being great. Um, nonetheless, and obviously what it comes down to it Sunday is, is the main event, the Oktoberfest 200. I mean, fellas, where I mean, there's a lot going on there between, you know, Majeski taking the ultimate challenge, starting in the back for an extra 10K. You know, you got, you had Brian Syrkeski and Ty Fredrickson starting on the front row of that one. I mean, man, Fredrick, actually, Syrkeski had a really good car. He ran up front for a, actually, it was that first stint up until that first caution. He had a good car and he could have been there to contend there at the end. And he at one point, I think he was three seconds out on the on the field, oh, like long ways out. He, he talk about a dude that's fighting for rookie of the year in that series. The dude had an absolute rocket until he got in traffic. Like, yeah, I had was, a yeah, that was that was I that had was a hunch he was going to run good there just because of what he did um down at uh, Hawkeye Downs. It's kind of a similar track. It's a flat, wide corner track. He ran really good there. I kind of had a hunch he was going to run good here, and he proved to do that. Um, but no, obviously everybody was keeping an eye on Ty with him running up through the field. Had some, you know, had the strategy play his way as far as some of the cautions that came that laid out. Got him bunched back up. Everybody pitting at the same time, so he's not losing any track position there. You know, obviously he gets up to the front, and then, you know, for lack of a better term, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um. For those that didn't see the replay, uh, Majeski and Zero going real at, real at it. First, I want to mention Danny Fredrickson gave Majeski a run for his money running by him. He made sure he made his, Majeski's life a living hell trying to get by him. Oh yeah, and they said, uh, was it in the in the night's race that those and, two Majeski moved him? Yeah, and they said on Friday night he was not happy. Um. Thursday, Friday, whichever, I think it was Friday. He was not happy with him. Um, so you had to know he was maybe potentially driving through the mirror a little bit to make him burn his stuff up to get by Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Um, but, he... but my golly, I and they raced hard. I mean, a bump here, a bump there, but they didn't tear nope. stuff up. They just, it was short track. We're going to go at it. Yep. I'm going to, again, I'm going to make your life hell getting by me type of thing. Um, but no, obviously I keep an eye on Majeski. He was running up, running through the front. Uh, 
Dalton Zier gets a few laps out front, hood flapping and and the wind. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thing was cur- all curled up on the, on the front corner. It's lucky that was a sheet metal hood because that part would that would have broken off if it was fiberglass. Yeah. Um. But no. So Majeski gets by on a restart during three wide move. Three wide move going into one on the restart comes out in the lead. But uh, Zier gets up a little high. Looks to do the undercut. Majeski comes up. They hit and. Like I said, all hell breaks loose. Majeski gets spun, hit by Fredrickson. Zier's in the wall, gets piled in by Weinkoff. Uh, you had three heavy favorites gone, just like that. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I obviously saw that um, and caught some of the highlights of that race. That move Zier made, I guess I want to get some thoughts on that. Was that just a misjudgment? You know, was that – did he – did he misjudge his timing or what his run coming into the corner? Did he misjudge his entry and punt him too hard? Did he try to did he really try to punt him and I don't, ended up taking out more than what he wanted? I guess what what were your guys' thoughts? Obviously, I listened to his interview and he obviously took the side of it of just a good hard racing deal and he missed it and he hates that for everybody. But I guess what were, what were you guys' thoughts or perspective on, on that? Cause obviously that, like you guys said, took out some hammers um, yeah. right in front of the field and how Gabe Summers got through there and watching his in-car camera oh. is beyond me. But- ultimate lap photo of in, in Som- Gabe Summers racing. If you want to see those in-car cameras, first off, ultimate lap photo, great footage, highly, you know, some of the best that you see out there. 10 out of 10. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I at least from the interview that I saw, it was he definitely it was he wanted to rattle his cage, but he didn't want to spin him type of situations. I think he definitely hit him too hard. I mean, like I said, I could see Zier got up high. It almost looked like he kind of missed turn one or sorry, turn three and was kind of coming back down. Majeski was starting to go up. So I, it was almost like they were going to do a crisscross type of thing. And it's just, he came in a little too hot and spun him from there or bumped him from there. And it, obviously it took out, it would be your pick Grant Van Gril and Ty Majeski who probably had yeah. the car of the field. Oh, absolutely. But at the end of the day, the guy that I hate that the most for is Weinkoff who yes. runs a one-off. He's got that, absolutely oh. beautiful looking race car i love the color the multi-color and yep changes uh, as you know as it hits the five. sun yep. And, yep. And, and the dude ran he ran well all day that's the part that yeah. i hate for him is he he did such a good job all day and he, they worked all weekend to get that car where they needed it to be and he just unfortunately gets caught in somebody else's melee so yeah the one van der geese car that was actually running halfway decent yeah, but no, I mean, and for me, my pick and, and Danny Fredrickson was there the whole weekend. Um, he was there. He just, he, he just got caught and it, it took the door off of the car and it just, he finished the race and he got back on track, but it just, and when you lose the door, especially on a five ace mile track, like lacrosse, just oh, the arrow yeah. just is not the same anymore. So no. probably if you bent few other bent parts especially in that right front to the right rear that just they're not going to be the same unfortunately but you hate to see it and and zier zier said he he meant to to give him a little bump and i just don't think he meant to give him that collateral damage that 
yeah. collected a few other race cars in in the making. But he even said too that in his at least on his on track interview over the PA, if he could if he could do it over again, if it was just him that was wrecked, he 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 would rather wreck himself than take the other guys out. Yeah. So he yeah. owned up to it. Um, with that, it opened up an opportunity though, for a couple guys, Johnny Sauter, who was leading there for a little yeah. bit before Zier and, uh, uh Majeski took over. I, I thought he was going to have some luck. And I even mentioned to, you know, in our group chat during the race that if he didn't have any mechanical gremlins, he, he was going to have a good car to contend there and, you know, getting ready for that restart after that wreck, he must've just spun her too hard when he was trying to clean the tires off and breaks an axle coming <laughs> coming to uh, pass the one to go Just... again car car coming off of getting a clip from pathfinder he's got a rocket all weekend and i why is why is it that johnny Sauter always manages to pan hard ball or, or trailing arm or axle that he just when he's yeah. cleaning them up it's just like you always get... break something oh dude this is the same way in madison for the stars race yeah it was the same scenario. Exact, same exact same scenario. Cleaning them up. It's like, is, is he being too aggressive cleaning them up? Or is he buying the, the, the cheap stuff to put that thing together, man? I don't know. He's but... still in the trucks. He thinks he can abuse them things. I don't and know, man. Talk about a tough year. Then you go oh back to WIR. God. Yeah. Destroys oh. that car at WIR. Yeah. I mean, I somebody mind. who... He puts a ton of work in on his cars and and shows up fast. Yeah, shows up bad and fast. fast. Yeah. And late, he showed up late on Friday. He missed he half a practice. No, no one expected him to show up. He's got that thing turned up. Yeah. Oh, hey, here's Sauter. Here's Johnny. <laughs> not <laughs> only does he right. not only does he show up, but then he. Shows up late to the party and then he runs uh, off. The party. And you know, I'm not surprised. That's what he does. He yep. shows up late. He loves that lifestyle. He just rolls in and says, Here I am, folks. I'm ready yep. to race. Yep. Wow. Uh, so, God, those mechanical gremlins get him again. Opens up a door for, again, three guys Gabe Somers, Brian Syrakeski, Ty Fredrickson. Also, Ty Fredrickson. Holy man, what a. You know, for a bigger, big race like this, what a debut that he had. Fun fact, he blew the motor in the super late model, so they had to switch back to the pro late model. Yep. I was going to say, did you know that the, he he blew that he blew it up on Friday night? That Yep. Oh, he didn't. It, it blew up, but he managed to. Uh, so I got a question it, for you guys on him. I got, a question for you, I got a question for you guys on him. So I saw an interview on, I don't know if it's Thursday night or Friday night, you know, what adjustments do you have to make or what learning curve are you going to experience? And he's like, well, obviously I got my dad. He gives me the setup. He talks about, you know, what I should be doing or not. But then he goes, I don't know. Don't, don't notice much difference than from my crate car. And it's like good thing for that. And it, it made me think, does this 14 year old, does he just not get rattled? Cause he doesn't understand the stage that he's on or. Oh, dude, that, that he takes I over. Guess, his old Cause man. I was just like, you know, for, for a 14 year old showing up to a, a huge race like this, you got to think it's like, <laughs> Hey, like, hold, I'm running with the big boys. Like it's time to put 
time to put the big boy shorts on and, you know, whatever, run in a super late instead of the crate. But I was like thinking, I'm like, after I listened to that interview, it, is he just like, and maybe he's just that even keeled and just like goes with the flow. But I'm like, is this 14 year old just not realize the stage that he's on? He's just <laughs> it's he, not rattled. He's, he's like his old man. Nothing rattles him. He, he, he takes after his, like, he's confident. He knows what he's got. He knows how to run a car all the way down to the fucking smug look on his face that him and his old man got. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it goes back to the video. He's doing the Randley interviews oh and he's doing the interviews and interviewing a spotter. And he looks at him and goes, Hey, come here, big guy. And he's talking to Danny comes over. What? He goes, I can't really complain about much because this guy driving the other car keeps taking my crew guys. My <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it. Uh, it's like, but I, to your point, Cam, I think you make a good point that he maybe just, he's young enough in his racing career that he doesn't notice or feel the change that he's just, he's working on driving so much on his driving style that, Maybe those changes in, in whether it be the crate car or his super or the changes they're making that he just doesn't – it doesn't phase him like other drivers maybe expect a change to do something different. Yeah. I am going to be really intrigued to do – um to see his development over the years um and uh, what he I can do. We, I say we talk again when he turns 18. Yeah. I depending on what alliance he runs with and where he goes and, and knowing that Dan Fredrickson's got a little deal with Toyota going on that it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. He, the, the kids 14 years, the dude doesn't have a driver's license Think yeah. about that for a minute. And he the finished doesn't have a driver's license. Yeah. And he, he comes in, he gets on the podium in the, in the Oktoberfest 200. Yeah, yeah. One well, of the, probably one of the more stout fields you're gonna have in the Midwest. And yeah, we smashed up a few cars, but the dude's gotta make it through that too. And he was hey. but he was running top top six, top seven that entire race. Yep. He never fell off. Yep. So um no, nice I had mentioned too it opened up an opportunity for a couple guys that put Somers up on the front. Sire Kesky was right there, but I think when it came down to it, it was Somers race to lose. And he ends up winning that one, which, you know, good for him. He had a good year. It wrapped up his championship year in the Midwest tour. He's been there for a lot of big races. He finally kind of gets that crown. One of those crown jewel races. Nice roll. We just got a 10. Cool. Also 10th place gets the, uh, the chance for the bonus. In high, in high limit. Sorry. Yep. Um, no, you're talking about Summers um, and him wrapping up the championship and getting that win. Um, I guess can't help but be happy for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody who shows up to a lot of races around here. Yes. Is always got a good car. And he had kind of alluded to it, you know. Gremlins always bite him too, it feels like. Or yeah. something in a race. Always, you know, it, the cards never are always stacked against him, it feels like. And he kind of alluded to that in, in his post-race interview. It was like, hey, like, we've had a good year uh, and a solid year. 
But for once, things went his way. And yep. as much as we want to sit and talk about, you know, the skill and talent required to get behind the wheel um, is obviously necessary, but we'd be lying if we said that there wasn't a little bit of luck involved in some of this. Oh, absolutely. So um, obviously a big win for him uh, on this scene and um, can't help but be a fan and especially that quick trip paint scheme that he rolled oh. out. Jeez. Just a slick looking car. Bad race cars, <laughs> baby. <laughs> that was just like, like if you would have smashed that up, like, man, girl, I would have requested you to go down there and see if you could buy some shit. <laughs> and plus two quick trip, like, golly, the amount of money I've given them in my life. Yeah. Like, that was. You haven't seen it yet. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, that the chrome numbers on the side too. Oh. Yeah, just a a simple, clean, quick trip paint this scheme. Is probably even a better one right here. Oh yeah, we made a comment at the track of like we see a lot of like just black, plain black, plain white race cars out there. Seeing just a little bit of that different color, that red with the white out there. I mean, it's just it's a slick looking race car. So yeah. Um no, overall, great race, great weekend. Always one of my favorite weekends to go to. Always re- highly recommended if you can get over there. It, you get a ton of camping. There's all kinds of parties that go on during the weekend. Um, just a, a, a hell of a time overall. Any other yeah. final thoughts on any other final thoughts on uh, the old Oktoberfest 200 or those four nights of racing? Just the stout field. Interchanger. Everybody's there. Every, you know, if you're there, if there's a race going on, or if you raced in Wisconsin, you're there that weekend to race. That's just, it's a, it's a great time. Always that's like a, it. That's, that's yeah, that's on my list for next year. Yeah, another hey, track that I, yeah. I haven't been to since I was real, real little. So that's another one that I want to get back to now, um, to be at and just obviously the start of the start field you have there. But um, I think with that now, I think that's uh pretty cool deal to have that uh get there and see that that type of field is now a place where you can remember what's going on um so yeah yeah for sure and that was to your point to another point too um good car count too yeah and obviously it's a obviously it's a big race and you know a lot of guys from the midwest kind of have that on their uh, on their schedule but you never know and for short track race and the car count was what we expected, if not maybe a little bit higher. So had um, 28 cars and your figure you're missing, you're missing Krause, you're missing Leapak, uh Refner, and Jonathan Island, who had a wreck during practice as well. So there's four cars. That's 32 cars right there. Yeah. So obviously when you're north of 30 cars for uh a late model show, um that's awesome to see for short yeah, track. So absolutely. Um, definitely something that obviously was out at a Badger game um this weekend, but um something that we should get the pit crew to um and see if we could uh what kind of content uh the three stones could muster up at a track. So um don't worry, we're on it. Oh yeah. yeah. And the other thing I like too, um 
with that four nights, it's almost like a Cedar Lake show. Like you got four nights of racing where it's like guys are chance to dial it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That really makes, you know, on Sunday when the 200 comes around, you know, they got it dialed in. They've had a couple nights of racing to try the things they want to try. And, you know, that's kind of a conversation of, Hey, some guys on a, on a Thursday and Friday night are, or Saturday night are going to, you know, throw something at the car and other guys are, Hey, it worked last night. I'm not changing a thing. So um, that's just a good show. Um, and it puts on a good show for obviously everybody. And um, yeah, it's good to see track count. So, and as we always do, um, if you can, if you got a short track around you, yes. um, just find a way to, to get there. Um, and obviously we're blessed in Wisconsin with a lot of them. So um the pit crew's got to do a better job, at least I myself for sure do. Um, the tire changer's always there, so I've uh, gone damn near every weekend. Yeah, he's boots on the ground every week. <laughs> so obviously, good to have him on the crew. Um, and he always gives us good insight, and he's got the headset on. And yeah, me and Kellen, do you ever get sick of me and Kellen constantly messaging you about updates or what you're hearing on the radio? Oh, no, because the radio is fantastic. Actually, so funny. I was actually going to bring that up. I was listening. I was hopping out between a ton of guys. Um, So I was listening to Fredrickson, uh, both of them really, during the um, the qualifying races on Saturday for the ASM Midwest Tour. And Fredrickson, Danny's running in the back, just, you know, saving his tires. He's on the same channel as Ty. Literally, it's just like, you know, he's talking to Ty. How's the car feel and whatnot in the race? I'm like, come on, man. You got your own car to worry about here. It's just, oh, it was, it was just funny to listen to. That's uh, uh, the radio thing. Now, when I go to asphalt tracks, the radio thing, and uh, she's probably going to see this tomorrow, but that's going to be a potentially a Christmas present request from <laughs> people around me to get a radio and a headset. When we get there, it's we're going to, we're going to do some listening instead of having to, do a splitter with a duel, the, yeah, yeah. Get, nope. get your own insight and just listen. So absolutely, no, it's awesome. Um, where are we at for high limits here, fellas? We're rolling onto the track right now. Perfect. Well, um, yeah. Obviously, third segment we kind of alluded to. Um, we're going to try something a little bit new. Um, obviously, when we get some of the crew here together, uh, the pit crew together, um, something we will be doing in the future. I'll be right back. Go ahead. <laughs> of course. Uh, Jack Jackman's loose. Um, but yeah, something we've alluded to and talked about, and um obviously we're working on trying to figure out, but maybe going live for a couple of these races or doing a live show. But um we thought what better to do um not necessarily a live, but uh kind of just a watch along as obviously the high limit series. This is the final race and we're going to be crowning a champion tonight. So this next segment, um, we're going to talk high limit and they are rolling on the track here, getting lined up for the a main 40 laps at, uh, is it Lernerville or Lincoln park speedway? Lernerville was, uh, Dale jr. Correct. 
Um, one thing I want to point out here real quick, Ricky, Rico, yeah, Rico Abreu starting on the pole, Kyle Larson starting seventh on the field. Sorry, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Seventh on the field right now. So he's, he's right on that cusp as far as, you know, championship standings go loses a couple spots. Rebo, Abreu gets the win. We could be talking about Abreu as champion here. So, and here's why this is a big deal. So, Coming into the night, I believe Rico is 15 points back, and I pulled up the stats here. So this is what needs to happen for Kyle Larson to clinch the High Limit Series championship. If Abreu wins the race, Larson needs to finish sixth or better. If Abreu finishes second, eighth or better, third, 11th or better, fourth, 13th or better. So obviously, as Rico slides... Larson gets a little bit more wiggle room. Yep. Rico starting on the front row. He wins the championship. If he wins and Larson, Larson finishes seventh or worse. So he's already, we're, you know, so as we start, Abreu's as we champion. start, Larson is starting seventh. If, so. Lar- if Rico finishes second, Larson needs to finish ninth or worse. Rico finishes third, Larson 12th or worse. So obviously that's the big headline that we got going on, which is kind of why we're going to do just a little bit of a watch along here and talk some shop, but we're pushing um, off. So, well, and the we crazy got the, push part, car, got the push cars on the track. The engines are fired. Larson is fired early. Here he goes. Um, but Make sure your videos are live, fellas. Let's uh, don't want to be spoiling it for each other here. Nope. We're hot. Oh, sorry. Um, but here's again, and this is going to be one of our off season topics of you want to talk about asphalt versus dirt. Now, the only people talking to these drivers in these cars is race control. So these guys do not know. I mean, you, you have an idea, obviously these guys have been told before they push off, especially between Rico and, and Kyle Larson that where these guys are rolling off. So they don't have somebody in their ear like the asphalt guys doing, hey, we need one more car. Hey, we you're good where you are. Like they don't have that. So this is going to be an interesting part to this dirt side because they just don't have that guy in their ear to tell them from a point standing where they're at. Yep. These boys, they smash the loud pedal and go to the front. <laughs> that's, that's all they know. So um yeah, obviously we've got a little bit of a storyline here, um, but this track, I don't know if you guys watch any bit of qualifying there or oh, turn two was eating them up. Who is going to be the one to make a mistake? Oh boy. Is Rico or Kyle going to make a mistake? Because that, that cushion was eating people in qualifying there. Guys it, were missing it and it, it it kills. Here's uh, one for you. The speed and, uh, and momentum. Larson struck. Oh, Larson had a big miss last week. Is it him again? The the sprint car stud. Is it him that maybe misses it a little bit and he's got to wheel it to keep it on all fours? So and, I do want to point out some other things too. Obviously, there are other drivers in this race as well. You know, CJ Larry, <laughs> Parker Price Miller, Michael Colfoyd, Buddy Colfoyd, he's starting fifth. Uh Tyler Courtney, he's starting tenth. He's in line for that big bonus. Um, 
Justin Saunders, Sanders is in there. I'm telling you, it's, you know, I know it, it's all about Larson and Avery, but you got some other guys that can really mix it up as well and really make it havoc for a couple for them too. Hey, and while we're talking, since we're on just talking off the cuff dirt racing, did you guys see Chili Bowl today? No. 20K payday. Upped it. Really? Yep. Hey, there we go. So Larson uh, Larson said he wasn't going to run Chili Bowl, but... Uh, I'd have to reconsider. I think Abreu is for sure not running because he's doing... I think he's running some sprint car races down in Australia, if I remember correctly. And... So that was one point I was going to make. Second point is, well, we can touch on a little bit later, but as I'm watching this, this is like the first thing. How frustrating does it have to be in any series where you're tuning on a car, getting ready for the show, and you go out for the show and the car doesn't fire? No. I don't know who this is, a 21H right now, but... Actually, it might be a uh, um, receiver issue. He might not be able to hear the tower. Oh, so they yeah. might be switching that out. Yeah, that's true. They give they always give guys a a check and a freebie on that to hold deal to get them right. Side note, Cam, I don't know if you made the feature or not, but you know who who made a crack at it tonight? Not in the seventy, but in the ninety three. The big wheel. Scotty Thiel. Hmm. Oh, Scott Sheboygan. Yup, giving her a crack at it. He's resurfaced after a little hiatus of separating from the 70 team. So they I why he got the nickname the big wheel, not really sure, but Wisconsin guy got the big wheel, Scotty Thiel. I don't know if he made the feature or not, but it was just good. As Wisconsin guys, it's good to see a Wisconsin driver back on on a big scene like that, especially. He did make uh, the feature start in P14. Wow. Hell yeah. yeah. Let's go. Um, 97, by the way. Running 97. 97? Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew it was, 90, it was black and orange car, yeah. Um, and, oh, boy. Here we go. The best, four wide. best part of the race. The four wide. Hey, are we all in sync? Yep. Yep. Coming out of two? Right in the middle of turn three? Yep. Well, I'm just entering turn three now. Yo, I got it. Yep. White line? No. Yep. Come on. Can't yep. be happy. White line now. So you're <laughs> a bit ahead, Kellen. Oh, oh. She just paused for a second there. Now we're in tune. Well, I All just right. I just refreshed, so I got an ad right now. But uh Kel, to your point on the on the Scotty Field, we kind of alluded to it on I think a previous episode. If not, we're gonna get into it now. But sprint car the sprint cars world this year in drivers is just utterly insane. The amount of yeah, the amount of goes back to that meme that I had last oh, week. Oh, is that is that what we brought it up? That's it. it had to have been, yeah. Yeah, that and was what it was. The, the amount of driver changes and mutually parting ways. Yeah. Um, Insane. Insanity. Right, fellas, here we go. Pace, pace car is off. Game on, folks. What needs you guys' green flag dropping? Green. Oh, yeah, we're green. We're going to pull up race monitor here, too, just to 
make sure I can keep track. Yeah, that's a good call. So bear with us here as we do this. This is something new that we've been we've been yeah. talking about doing. We just haven't done it. But this, I mean, with a series like this, I mean, how can we not want to try to do something like this, especially on a night like tonight with the high limit? So and again, if you're watching this, give us some feedback on this as well. Absolutely. Madman Kerry Madsen, he's been solid yeah. all year too. Yeah. Wow, Rico. Is it just me or is it just like it seems like it's it's bogging down? Like the guys just aren't able to to get like they want, you know, get up and at it like they want to. Well, I, I, to your point, I would agree. I think it, it does in the middle of the corner and then it grabs off because you can see yeah. some of these guys are picking up the front tires even a little bit. We got a little bit of a, a two wheel action here a little bit. But looking at the race monitor, I mean, we're. Where obviously we got 32 to go. He had his race monitor, tells me, but Rico Avery has got a 12 1 for the fast lap, like 12 3, 12 5, 12 4 9, 12 5 6. That's what being out front does for you, especially yeah. in a race like this. So he can, Larson currently runs seventh. Yeah. So race monitor's a little ahead as far as the broadcast goes, which rightly so, I think it should be. Here, here we go. Larson hasn't moved, and he's got to finish. He's got to finish sixth. sixth. He's got to finish sixth to win. No. And, hey, here we go again. We're in lap traffic. Eight laps into it. Rico's coming in lap traffic. <laughs> Did, so that goes back to my point, though, of a couple – was it last week or two weeks ago when we talked about oh. this? With high limits and, and the tracks that they pick, you know? It just feels like they're picking these bull rings where you're just, oh, my God, you're in yeah. lap traffic. All it, We're not even 10 laps in. We're in lap traffic. So I just feel like it's – and I I love it. I Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love what, what High Limit has done with this. But it keeps it interesting to say yeah, the least. for sure. Scotty Thiel running 16th. Oh. Madman. Here, Madison. Oh, Buddy Colfoyd. Buddy Colfoyd. Tires are up. That's typically not a good sign. No. <laughs> I would rather I'd rather see a car pull off with tires down than tires yeah. up. Yeah, tires are up. So I wonder tires are up. That means we got bigger issues. That's usually power plant type of issues yeah i don't and i'm not uh mechanically inclined enough to really be diagnosed just by looking at the stream here or even what they're looking at they're definitely mm-hmm. looking at the power plant well come on tire change out of anybody you're supposed to be the most technically sound oh yeah they got the flashlights under the hood they're checking it out yeah damn that's buddy kofi too and he's he's somebody at on the dirt scene too that he's been He's been playing musical chairs for oh, yeah. too. Yeah. But oh. he's good in them too. He's good in whatever oh. chair he hops in. Speak <laughs> of magical. Well, to the same sense, speak of magical chairs. We got we got the concrete kid back in the concrete car in the 39M of, of Macri this weekend. Like, yeah, I saw that. Like, did, did, was he looking to, to get some intel from some other teams? Look, I, 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 I threw that out to Callan. I don't know that it would ever be the case, 
No, I I, his family leaving your family team. Yeah. Yeah, it was his family car and his family car. And he said, hey, earlier this year, again, ironically, we got another mutually parting ways for the time being. And he goes and runs the 71 car for the majority of the, the year. And then now he gets brought back. And it's like I said to Kel, I'm like, I would not assume that he would ever do this or whatever. But it's like, could you imagine like, saying you're going to mutually part and say, hey, go run a car for a different different team and see what intel you can get. Setups, track, your race prep, you know, stuff like that. It's like, I hope that's never the case, but that was a thought that popped into my mind. Hey, everybody's playing some kind of shenanigans. It's, dude, it's, it's all a game of cards. You got your points. Who could get away with it better? Yeah. I'm trying to see who that 21H is, who I said it must have been a uh, Brady Bacon. Another solid dirt driver. Um, yeah. So I was going to say, that's somebody I, when we, when he wasn't rolling with the field, whatever issue he had, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, here he is running up front. But that baby came to life. Tyler Courtney so coming up too, started P10, up to P4. I'm getting scared for Rico, to be honest, running that cushion. That that two car is inside of him, going to give him a run for his money on the bottom. I don't know. And again, it, it and even within the dirt world, this is a little bit different than the super late models because these guys maybe don't have stick guys like certain super late model series yeah. where you got the guy on the fence giving you the you're this far apart where yeah. it's you don't have that. So it these guys are. Bacon really goes by Larson. Larson Brady Bacon. Well, um, well, it's, it's like Chili Bowl. Going back to that, they don't have the spotters over there as well. I remember Larson and, and Abru talking about using the monitor, the big screen they got there as their spotter, just because it's going <laughs> going by. They had to move where the monitor was at. Well, of that. They were getting rid of those big screens. Yeah, they're using them. And good on them for figuring out a way to give yourself an advantage. Oh, absolutely. Even if, it's for, even if it's for a race or for a weekend, hell, why not? Oh! You guys see Rico there? Yeah, hop the curb a little, or the berm a little bit. Yeah, there's Courtney. He's on a roll. Lars, there, there's Larson up to P5. Yeah, I just, I, I have a feeling Larson's going to get it done. Well, no, here's the thing: if he doesn't, he though, if Brady goal. Bacon, if Brady Bacon gets there and throws him, he's got Elias and Christ right on. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> my! Courtney's not afraid of anybody. I think Larson's got to realize he doesn't have to win to win this championship. He just needs to finish, basically. He can finish where he's at, and he can win the whole deal. Yeah. Also, side note: Have you guys seen the Have you guys seen the ring for this deal? Oh man, that thing! There goes bacon. Oh. Oh man. Wow. Yeah, that bunches him back up again. Be, Kyle Larson has got to be thrilled. Did anybody see that live car that was just taken away? The oh, yeah. Wowza. And it took out one of the guys that'd be fighting for a position, too. 
Yo. Wow. Wow. This is why I'm starting to love, I mean, I love the sprint cars from the start, but these guys. Oh, yeah. He got bit by the curb. Got bit by the curb. And these guys, everybody is hurting with by him. himself. Ouch. I mean, that that cushion is massive. All four are up yet. I would think he'd hop back yeah, in. Yeah, just needs the push. Yeah, he's got to get the push. Well, so speaking of the push, Kyle Larson talking a little bit earlier, early, early in the year about how sprint cars he thinks should have starters. <laughs> I'll throw that conversation up a little bit with you. Hey, I mean, it's all about the weight when it comes down to it. So True. Choose Cohen. But Larson, at the end of the day. Larson's rolling off sixth here. Well, so I think there's two things. One, it's, it's you know, the weight that goes with it. But two, I mean, those aren't very big cars to start off with. Is there even room to put a starter on there? Come on now. Come on now. So what do we got here? 14 to go? Again, I'm not mechanically inclined enough for the sprint cars. So I'm also not an engineer, but you got to tell me that we can't fit a starter this big around in there somewhere. <laughs> in a, and a battery. Hell, if the drivers had a choice, they stripped the entire roll cage just to make it lighter. <laughs> True. True. You're not wrong there. Um, I think we're coming to 14 to go here. Rico's rolled off P1. Larson is up to P5. Five, yeah. So yeah. um, Larson's got to go back two spots yet. Rico's got to win this for Rico to win this. Yeah, that's series. the thing. Rico's got to win this first. He's getting some heavy competition. Oh. Uh oh. Oh. Oh boy! Oh! Oh my! Wow! Oh! Larson just saw his life, well, and his championship flash before his eyes. But he also just saw that trophy get a lot closer by missing that. Oh, the two who is so fast. Yeah. Oh man. Luckily, nobody's on their lid, and you. I think he just that. lost it, and then everybody piled in. You got the eleven, the thirty-nine, the two, and the twenty-eight. I mean, you you don't want anybody to go on their lid. Thank God they didn't. But hey, quick note on this: when these wrecks happen, if you guys have never seen these sprint car crews be able to change stuff under a caution, oh. change wing, oh change tire, if you've never seen the efficiency and everybody knowing their role of what. Like us, that car comes in. Kellen, get the jack. Van Gogh's on the tire. Yep. It, like these these crews that, are incredibly yeah. efficient and quick. When oh, that happens. that hub on the eleven's a little bent. You can see it kind of wobble. But and this is where I wish that I wish that these guys could talk to their crew because like somebody that's sitting there in the wreck, like Macri. I don't know if his front wing is damaged or not, but it would be awesome if these guys. Because these guys, the crew has no idea what they're fixing when the car yep. rolls up. Hey, we got to diagnose and fix it like this. Yep. And Macri's done. They're, I don't know if he's done, but he's going to the hot sauce pit. But that would be cool if these guys could talk to their crew and be like, hey, front I wing's this, gone. this, and this. Yeah, front yep. wing's gone. They're pushing me back. 
right rear, something's not right in the right rear. Somebody look at that. Like it would be cool because these guys are already incredibly efficient, but that'd be, I thought, I think would be cool if these guys, you know, to the radio point of it. True. And to your point of that, a lot of these teams, and I don't think if you don't watch, especially short track racing enough, that you know that a lot of these crew guys that are helping these guys out are guys from other crews. There, yep. And that is such a cool part of the short track scene is where a guy comes off the track and he's got issues. I, I mean, we saw it with the with the world. No, we're hitting cars and pits here. Oh, what the hell? My geez, guys. But at the end of the day, like, to, to that point, like, you got Ricky Thornton Jr., who is probably – your best super late model driver of the year, he's literally got his hands in there and he's changing tires and pulling yeah. fenders for other guys to just get them back on the track because that's just the community of this short track scene, which is, uh, it's beyond awesome to see. And that's so, so cool to see that Ricky could change the tire of a car that could beat him some night. Like that's, that's just such an awesome thing to see. So a lot of these cars that are wrecked, they're going to come off the track, but they're going to have guys that are not their own crew helping them out changing stuff. But they know it's like everybody knows exactly what's going on and they know exactly what to do. And it's just like you grab on and it's game on to get that car back on the track. Well, well we look just... at this past weekend too. Somers was willing to offer his probably his car to Kraus for the yep. weekend after Friday, after Thursday night, he was going to offer the car. Obviously, you know, other circumstances changed that, but he was willing to offer that car to him just to have him there. Absolutely. We're talking about it. And literally right there, the 11 cars got a new right rear, new top wing, new front wing. And here he comes a four wheeler. Pushed off. Yep. Pushing them off. Absolutely. That's I, and, and that's, happened. That is just such a cool thing to see, and and you you can't appreciate that enough. With especially in this world where the racing world it's it's so expensive to be at these tracks. That oh yeah. Even guys who it's like you know what you might beat me, but at the end of the day I'll change your tire, I'll put a wing on, and, and they'll do it just in the spirit of short track racing, and 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 that's on the asphalt side as well too. Um, you see that on both sides, so that's the that's so cool to see. All right, well, that guy's pushing off. They got him doubled up again, so. Wow. E, does that 11 still have issues? Uh, I didn't know if it was the dirt on the tire or what. No, he, there was a, I noticed when he was getting pushed off that the hub was wobbling a little bit, so there's definitely some some issues there. I'm thinking that rear end is probably bent. Yeah, because he got he got drilled pretty hard. Or no, sorry, he drilled that uh to uh, Henry pretty hard when he was coming in. Here comes a concrete kid. His front wing still smashed a little bit. I saw this picture the other day. I forget who. Oh, it was Larson. Larson had a hole in his wing. So instead of changing out, they just real quick. It's like, hey, how could we fix this? Grabbed one of the crew guy's clipboards. Duct tape the sucker in there. They ran the race. <laughs> they had white duct tape, so you never noticed it. That's awesome. Yep. Who asked about issues on the 11? Back in uh, the 
Yeah, just that rear that right rear has just got uh, yeah. that I think that yeah rear. still is. Yeah, oh. they're pushing it back. They're done. No. He brought well, it up there. He smashed the gas. He smashed the gas down straight, I think, to to give it a little feel. And I, he probably smashed it and said, yeah, something still ain't right back there. But <clears throat> sucks well, sucks for Elias, and he's had a solid year. Yeah, he yeah, he's he's showing up at a lot of big races for sure. Now, again, a little bit of a difference here with the dirt and the asphalt. Do we think with these cool doll laps here that any of these right rears have maybe kind of sealed over a little bit and cam you and I can kind of talk on this a little bit with uh, the hunt the front thing here. It, they've talked about these tires getting hot when they cool off, they seal over and then they lose grip. Is this a, is this a potential where we got guys that are beating on their right rears and they maybe are going to lose a little bit of grip with some of these laps here under caution uh, i i would say no because you can see these guys that are ripping the cushion here under some of these laps i think doing the best job not to let that happen but i mean yeah it could be happening i'm i'm just looking at tyler courtney holy smokes dude showed up Again, started tenth, and if that if that dice roll was what I remember it was, it's whatever started position that gets rolled is the one that gets the bonus, and he was in tenth position. So, and that's wild. That who's running P three? Don't Madsen. Are we going to? to Oh, he's running P three. Sorry. Are we going single file? Oh, yeah, we are. Damn it! Double them up. They might have a one a one cone roll. Oh, Regal's gone with the wind. Is that one or was that two? Two. There. I think it was two. Here come. Oh, wow. Jeez. These guys up front, they really aren't playing all that nice for. Wow. Moved. Well, for real. Oh, tapped him a bit. Yeah. Bye, bye, Larson. Yeah. There's the fifty-seven. Yeah. The, that's the, the, that's the that's the issue with these races. One mistake, and there's somebody waiting. To... Oh, absolutely. The seven and the fifty-five just didn't they. Decided that they were going to duke it out instead of playing nice mm-hmm. with each other. So coming, coming to ten to go, Rico's P one, Kyle Larson P two, Madman Kerry Madsen, Tyler Courtney, Justin Peck is your top five. No, Larson's gaining a little bit on Abreu. Yeah. Larson's ripping that top, but I think Abreu just found that out. He's starting to rip the top now. Now he went low, went middle there. Yeah. Yeah. So Abreu's running the top and one and two and the low to middle and three and four, probably more low. Larson's sticking to the top all the way around. He and gets the momentum he there and four. Yeah. 
Rico, do not. Thank you. Yeah, he figured that out. He's got to run the top. <laughs> yeah. Keep it. And that's probably not who Rico He's probably, he, I mean, he's trying not to get bit oh. by the curve, but ooh, there goes Larson. Oh, dude almost left the property. Oh, and Matson almost came down on Courtney. I guess at this point, it really, I don't know, it doesn't necessarily matter if we rack them because we know we're going single file. Yeah. Now getting into lap traffic now here, too. Oh, oh my God. The 55 almost took out there the 57. They bleed. Yeah. Well, Larson's back to the bottom. I, that's, I, I don't know. You know, Madsen uh, and Courtney are just going at it. Duking it out. Two to go. Lap car is getting in the way. Courtney's catching up Larson. Oh, what a run by Abreu. And here's, you know, they get in lap traffic, one to go. That really shows who's got the best car. Because yeah. when, when these guys get in lap traffic, um, the car's got to go where nobody is. There it is. Abreu wins it. Courtney steals second from Larson, but Larson comes in third. Yeah. So have- Kyle Larson will crown him the high limit sprint car series championship. The inaugural. The inaugural. Obviously, we mentioned he had to finish seventh or worse. Obviously, heck of a run from Rico there, and his good year or great year continues. So, heck of a run there from Rico. Um, still going to cash in a nice little payday. Tyler Courtney, 10th to second. Kyle Larson, P3. Madman, Kerry Madison, P4. And they just ripped off the top 10 from the screen. Do we not have... Where's Big Wheel? What? <laughs> Trying to check in and see where Big Wheel was. Do we Big have? Wheels, Scotty we do not have high limits oh. in our championship here. P ten, P ten. Did he? Yeah, P ten. Hey. Top ten. Yeah. So yeah, obviously that was a new little segment we we wanted to try out. Obviously, we think um, in the future. Um, when we get going here and up to speed, we're going to be doing some live, uh, maybe even going live, but we want to just kind of do a little session here, watching along as there's a big time race, um, when we're recording. So, um, yeah, let us know your thoughts, what you thought, if you watched the race or give us some thoughts on, um, the watch along, if we, yeah, if we got stones for brains or whatever you want. So, um, yeah, let us know your thoughts. We tried something new here. Um, I liked it. I thought it was fun to watch. Obviously, a storyline like that. Obviously, we got some work to do, maybe a little bit more prep or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that's who we are. We fire from the cuff. This is who we are. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know. That was fun. I liked it. And let us know your thoughts. Um, yeah, what were your guys' thoughts? Quick hits. We've uh, coming up on two hours again. Yeah. No, a good race. You know, again, it's you, you saw some of the lap cars kind of get involved, but you saw the the guys running the different lines on there too. Um, you had the one wreck that that really shook up the field there, but 
And ultimately, he had the two get best guys on the season finish one too. Yeah, absolutely. I think you got your top two guys finish one too. But I, I do think I'd like to see them go, uh, like a lot of our short tracks up here do. I'd like to see them go double file, coming late in those restarts. Just it it stacks up the field a little bit more where your guy on the pin gets an advantage and. Yeah, you want to you think they deserve or get an advantage being the fast car, but um, I do have to say I would like to see a, a double file on that, and maybe the next race will change my my, my opinion or my mind on that. But I think that uh, that part uh, would make it way more interesting. Yeah, and my final thoughts on that great race, like you said, been the two. Two best cars most of the year. And there they are again, um, duking it out with each other. So good racing. Um, and then the watch along here, us just chatting it up. No prep, firing from the hip. Um, mm -hmm. That was fun. Um, so. live, live feedback for you. If you if you didn't get to catch it, you got it all right here on the podcast. Yep. Yeah. So um, obviously we're always open to feedback. Would love to hear what your thoughts are and, Obviously, I uh, going live in the future is obviously something that we're going to do. So that's um, a slick trophy. Wow. Yeah. So let us know your thoughts. Um, and as we kind of get ready to wrap this up, as we always do, we got three race previews in our NASCAR picks. So race preview one, we are going to the tire changer. Cam, what do you got for us this weekend? Well, uh, you know, I, I, we were at Oktoberfest last weekend for super late models. So you got to stick on the super late model scene. You got to go Winchester. Uh, it is the ninth event for the ASA Stars National Tour. Uh, they came out with their entry list yesterday, 26 cars on the entry list. Or sorry, yeah. Or sorry, I got updated today. 26 cars on the entry list. Um, you know, obviously you got your regulars in there. Ty Majeski, Austin Nason, Gio Ruggiero, Cole Butcher. Uh, you got Chase Berta in there as well. William Swalich, Albert Francis, Nor Gregson's going to be making a start in this race as well. Um, obviously, I think it really comes down to it's still the points battle between Majeski and Butcher as far as um, drivers to keep an eye out on. Um, they're pretty much the only two left in the championship battle. I don't remember how their points shape up, but I believe if Majeski wins the race and Butcher has a so-so race, Majeski could wrap up the championship there. So, uh, no, that's kind of what I'm looking at here. Um, obviously, I'm not a whole really too familiar Winchester, even some favorites that, that race there on a regular basis. So it's going to be a new experience for me watching that race. Um, but that's what I'm looking out for Winchester 400 race nine on the ASA stars tour. ASA tour has been awesome. Produced some good racing so far this year. So, yeah, um, love that. Um, I will go next. I am hopping, um, actually not hopping anywhere. I'm staying on the dirt. Um, but instead of going, uh, cars with wings on the top, um, we're going back to the late model. So, um, assuming this video is going to be out, we got Castro Flow Racing Night in America coming on today's the 10th, Thursday, October 12th, Tri-County Racetrack. So um, quarter mile, semi-bank, clay surface track. Um, we're coming down to the end of that uh, kind of series or similar to high limit um, type series. And 
Bobby Pierce in the 32 is got the lead in that series. Hudson O'Neill's back 15. JD is back 81. RTJ's back 85. And Tim McCready's back 87. So that's your top five in the Castro Flow Racing Night in America series um, in the points. And again, as we're getting into championship season here, that is the reason I'm picking that race. Um, this is the last race before they go to Sonoya on Friday, November 10th and Saturday, November 11th. And uh, that series will crown a champion then. So um, we ain't got anything going on on Thursday night football. Um, do as we always do and dual screen it. Uh, throw a little flirt Thursday night football up on one screen and uh, throw the late models on the other screen. Um, obviously another bull ring track quarter mile um, banking um, and Obviously, the top five that I just mentioned in the points, those guys always put on a good show. And Hudson O'Neill's within striking distance, and Jonathan Davenport as well, as if he if he could pull out a win. So um, that'll be Thursday night, uh, Tri-County Racetrack. So uh, we're going to be going late model racing. So um, that is my preview. And then uh, we'll throw it to the Jackman. What do you got for us? So I'm I'm gonna kind of tie the last little bit here together. We're gonna look at the cup race at Vegas, um, starting the next round of the playoffs. So um kind of an interesting storyline with that. Um, your last year's winner for that race, um Joey Logano. So um you got Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Kyle Bush while he was at Joe Gibbs, Chase Briscoe. Fourth, Denny Hamlin, fifth, Tyler Reddick, sixth, Martin Truex, seventh. So, um, as we touched on our playoff um, outlook, we got we got some playoff guys in uh, picture to uh, looks to be competitive for this race on uh, Sunday. So, be interesting to tune in to uh, see who can lock themselves into the final four for the NASCAR Cup Series. And Lastly, as we always do, um, we are going to throw in our weekly NASCAR picks. And hate to admit it, but the loser always goes first. And <laughs> to say I had a, another tough week in fantasy is... An understatement. Um, dead last, but uh, we were kind of chatting uh, earlier this week. I saved some hammers, so um going to bring out the big dogs here in the final stretch. I got enough uses left in those boys, so um, hopefully it's time to start making some ground. The kicker is those damn pickums at the end. Those are, those are crucial yeah. to getting those right, but um, I'm going to go first pick here. Um, that's an easy one. And I swear if you take what I'm thinking, I'm going to, mm. and I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Willie Byron. Actually, God. no, psych. I'm not going Willie Byron because guess what? I've been on the Kyle Larson hype train all year and he's plus three. The guy's got a rocket. He's a contender. And here he goes. He's locking himself in this week, and Kyle Larson's getting the job done. Psych, book it. Larson is getting the job done this week. Book it. I'm writing it down. Once I write it down, she's locked in. 
Larson, you're locked in. You're going to leave the low-hanging fruit. Screw it. I'm going Byron. All right, hey, man. You left, you left me to pick my season champ in MTJ. Oh, so we're all on we're all on our champions. All right. Hey, I just want to mention too, you forgot to mention that uh they raced there earlier this year. William Byron won that race. Yeah, that was Again. back in what, March? Yeah. Larson was second. Bowman was third in that race. Yeah. Seabell, well, Austin Cedric, Martin Truex Jr. was seventh. He was there. I'm so, telling you, Kellen, there, I'm there, coming your, for you in fantasy. Forget it. There's your Why picks. to get starts the rest of the year. I'm ready. <laughs> Here's your picks uh, for the NASCAR Cup Series at Las Vegas. Um, we're all on our champions. So um, you, I figure we got to do got to do a segment next week on the Cup Series. So, um as we kind of close this thing up, any final thoughts uh, from the crew, Jackman, Tire Change, or anything you got for the for everybody? No, I think it's going to be a really great weekend because the, actually the three of us will be together, so we can kind yeah. of we we're going to get together for the weekend and uh, again, not only get some content ideas put together for this channel and continue to get this thing bigger, but at the end of the day, we can uh, heckle each other a little bit on what we got going on here for the racing <laughs> world. So. Um, so, it's, right. it's gonna be it's gonna be good to be just get get the crew together at the end of the day. Chase and Pit Lizard, you're making the trip. Yep. Yeah, we're making the trip. Stones yep. are gonna be a steaming this weekend. They're gonna be rolling out of the ears. Any <laughs> other finals for you, Van Grohl? I got it. You know, again, it's gonna be a great weekend with us getting together. We're gonna be watching some football, talking some racing, watching some racing. But I do got to mention one thing, though. I've been meaning to talk about the entire episode. That shirt, man. Man, is that thing slick that you got on. The old Dale Earnhardt one. Me? Yeah, you. That thing is slick. Um, And obviously, people don't know, but um, it's got a lot of sentimental value. Um, this was our grandpa that passed away um, in June of 2022. Um, we lost him and he was uh, just a diehard race fan. And that's where a lot of these Dale Earnhardt stuff came from. These cars up here, um, just a diehard Dale Earnhardt fan. So um, obviously serious sentimental value to me and Kellen's got his collection of cars too. Um, he was somebody that kind of got us kickstarted on racing. So means the world to us uh, that we get to carry on his, his legacy and, um, Hopefully someday uh, make him proud being as passionate as we are um, about racing as he was back in his day. So, yeah, it's a slick little sweatshirt. I love it. And when we were talking about what are you guys wearing, I was like, shit, I don't turn on the heat in my apartment. Got to save money where I can. So <laughs> it's chilly. And I was looking for a sweatshirt and I'm like, there's no better time. So, yeah, I love the sweatshirt. Um, obviously got a lot of meaning behind it. Um so special um, in its own right. But with that, boys, what an episode. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. 
something new, man. We we brought a new element to the channel. We got a new few series, a new series with the Midwest Tour. We got to do a live look and kind of give you guys a, a literally a play by play of of the sprint car scene with high limits wrapping up the championship. So that was something new to us as well. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, sorry. Cut you off there. Tire changer. Go ahead. Nope. You got, cause I'm, I'm on final thoughts. Oh, fair enough. No, it was a good time. Again, we got to experiment with it. Hopefully we can build off of it here. Uh, you know, we got a lot of, a lot of things in mind of things that we want to do and, and planned out. We're just kind of waiting for the right time to roll them out. And we're excited to the things that we want to do and, and release that stuff out to you guys. And, uh, and again, we're always looking to get feedback from you on things that you want us, us to talk about or things you want to see and, and everything along those lines. Yeah. Again, we've said from the start, we ain't the most intelligent people, but we are passionate <laughs> race fans. And so, yeah, we got a couple couple things up the sleeve that we think we're going to roll out and hopefully keep it entertaining for you guys and bring it on more and more viewers and ideas and feedback and love to just get the racing community involved and chatting together about just a wide variety of racing, dirt, blacktop. And so, yeah, we love it. Um, obviously, as a gas man, um, two hours on the dot right now as we speak, so yeah, about to come in for another n- another round of feel feel only stops. So, um, <laughs> yeah, heck of an episode. Um, had a ton of fun doing it. As we said, tried something new, and uh, yeah, uh, had a ton of fun. So, as always, give us your feedback. Uh, what you like, what you didn't like, and also throw in some racing comments. Uh, what you you know, Cup Series, um, our picks, your pick, uh, what your thoughts were on the Cut race, and then. Yeah, we'd love to love to get a little feedback on the um, live looking that we kind of did. So, um, as always, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and as always, keep the stones rolling and keep them hot. We'll catch you guys next week.